heroes that qualified before. David Cooper then to take the free kick for Scotland. Today, we see their likes again. Hi, I'm David Marshall. I'm James Forrest. Hi, I'm John McGinn. Welcome to the build-up and the unique passion. is Scotland against the Czech Republic. of the Tartan Army. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. On the day Scotland get their Euro 2020 campaign up and running. How good does that sound? 23 years of heartbreak, 23 years of glorious failure, 23 years in the international wilderness, and today we are back. We're not here to make up the numbers though. Stevie Clark's side are hoping to take this tournament by storm starting today against the Czech Republic. I'm Gordon Duncan. We're live at Scotland HQ at Drygate Brewery in Glasgow. What a lineup we've got for you this afternoon. Former Scotland internationals Gary Caldwell, Colin Hendry, your usual duo Mark Wilson and Gordon DL and of course the man for the big occasion Hugh Keevans. There always comes a point when the talking has to stop. When action must speak louder than any words Steve Clark and these players have arrived at that point today. The wilderness years are at an end. The game against the Czech Republic signalled Scotland's return to the big stage after 23 years of being on the outside looking in. Now it is about expectation and how the players deal with that responsibility. To get to Euro 2020 was their accomplishment. It is their honour. It is their time. Now they must seize the day at Hamden. Mark Wilson, how good does this feel to be back? I have no idea what state I'm going to be in by 2 o'clock, never mind 4 o'clock. The heart rate is up already, the palms are sweaty. It is an incredible feeling to be here. Yeah, unbelievable for us sitting here, but imagine what the players must feel like, the responsibility of the full country on their shoulders. But you go back to the, the qualification when we were in the studio that night till 12 o'clock at night. It was an incredible evening, one that will stay with me for a long time. And it's all been building to this. You know, it couldn't come soon enough. Up early this morning, Gordon, looking forward to it. Can't wait for kickoff. Yeah, I was at the last Euros um, when Alan McCoy scored that terrific goal against Switzerland um, at uh, Aston Villa. And uh, I've got to say it's been 25 years in the making, Gordon. I'm like Mark, I think, the full country. Everyone you met today walking about the streets, so excited. Young kids, absolutely brilliant to see, dressed up in the Scotland gear. We're all here with strips on. We're all excited and we just hope the players go there and do us proud. Colin Hendry, for the next 55 minutes, you are still the last man to lead Scotland out at a major tournament. That accolade's getting whipped away from you soon, but how exciting is this today? Absolutely. Phenomenally exciting. I mean, the buzz outside there is crazy. Really, really is. Um, and I'm quite happy to give it up. I've not got a problem with that whatsoever. For the benefit of everybody that's involved, for the players, the supporters, everyone. And Gary Caldwell, you were a proud Scotland international. You pulled on that shirt 55 times, no less. How big a day is this? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, like everyone said, the, the atmosphere in the streets, you know, waking up, I'm at my mum and dad's house, the, the family, all my, my little sister's friends, everyone is talking about this game and those 11 players, you know, how lucky they are 
to represent Scotland in the major finals. So looking forward to it and just hope that they go out and give it everything and play with no fear. For months and weeks and certainly last night on the show we were hotly debating who would start the game for Scotland. I'm not sure many of you saw this coming. Here's Alison Conroy at Hamden with the teams. Yeah, good afternoon from Hamden. Steve Clark has picked the 11 players that will lead us back into a major tournament. And it will be David Marshall in goal, a back three of Grant Hanley, Liam Cooper and Jack Henry. And Stephen O'Donnell and Andy Robertson as the wing-backs. And then the midfield three of Stuart Armstrong, John McGinn and Scott McTominay. Up top for Scotland today, Ryan Christie and Lyndon Dykes. 12,000 fans in here at Hamden, and I have to say absolutely amazing to see some fans in inside for this as you guys have been saying they've all been buzzing all morning I've been here since about half past nine the atmosphere has been absolutely wonderful outside and not long to kick off and I think I'm as excited as absolutely everyone across the country as wherever they are and wherever they're watching this one it was never going to be easy it was never going to be straightforward I'm trying my best to stay positive if there was one man that we did not want to see absent from the team sheet today I think Kieran Tierney would be right up there. But he's not on the bench either, therefore we have to assume that injury has taken care of uh, Kieran Tierney. It's a big blow for Steve Clark and for Scotland. I'm amazed they kept it quiet. I'm amazed at this day and age. It's only breaking now that Kieran will not take any part in the match. We all spoke yesterday on the programme about the strength and depth available to Steve Clark. Well, Armstrong would not be in everyone's team, but he's a good player outstanding for Southampton this season Dykes has been chosen in preference to Adams Gary Caldwell I know has his philosophy on why it's Dykes and not Adams uh, but whoever the 11 were they are charged with the responsibility of undertaking our first match at a major tournament for 23 years there is strength and depth if change has to be made the players are there to be brought in glass half full Mark Wilson we do have a strong squad we've been saying it all week we've got people that can come in I don't think it changes the fact that Kieran Tierney been missing is a massive blow of course it is because I think he's he's made that position into something we're not quite familiar with a left-sided centre-half and a back three playing like um, overlapping his, his left wing-back and Andy Robertson have struck up a great relationship in the past few months and it looked uh, probably the strongest area of the pitch for us but look, you're right, Steve Clark is such a, a big squad and actual quality to choose from. You know, you're bringing in Grant Hanley, Liam Cooper, come into the squad, hugely experienced players as well, so it's not as if we've been left with nothing with Kieran Tierney's absence. And going forward, I mean, the midfield, you could have picked, you know, Gilmore or McGregor had that argument, say, or Stu Armstrong comes in. Might be a bit of a surprise, but he's a quality player who, who adds power and pace to that midfield. And Ryan Christie... And Lyndon Dykes, well, a lot of people would have went for Shea Adams up front. I probably would have went for Shea Adams up front. But Ryan Christie and Lyndon Dykes have shown that they work well together. They showed it in qualification. They showed it when we beat Serbia. That it works and Steve Clark has decided that's the way to go this afternoon. Yeah, very interesting team lineup, Gordon. Um, I think the big talking point, obviously, is Tierney. It'll be a massive miss, but you're right, we've got a good quality squad. Cooper comes in there, adds that bit of extra height, captain of Leeds, so it's a, a very, very good replacement indeed. Nobody had picked that side. The only person that knew that side was Steve Clark and his coaching staff. None of us were down that road. 
I'm going the positive route here. I still like this team. I really do. Wouldn't have been my team. I had I went with the two up top. I think it's so important to go off to a good start, especially at home. I would have went with Dykes and Adams. I think he's a real, real threat. I think they were they were starting to develop a good partnership as well. I like Armstrong being in there. I think a lot of people, was it McGregor, was it Gilmore? That was the question marks. But Steve Clark has obviously sat down and thought, right, Armstrong, McGinn, Christie, off Dykes. Now, the reason Dykes is in there is simple because centre-forwards dictate where he play the game. He's a big lad. He tries to hold the ball up. He'll get these guys into the game. He'll get his midfield runners coming up. So I understand the decision if you're going to play one. Adams or Dykes, you go with Dykes. I still think that's a very positive uh, team to start. Colin Hendry, let's start at your area of the field, that back three. The absence of Kieran Tierney sticks out like a sore thumb. What yeah. about that and the, the guys that do play today? Well, I mean, I've got two out of three anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> from yesterday. Um, it's a shame for Kieran that he's obviously injured and he's not going to make it. The interchanging between, as Mark mentioned, between him and Robbo, yep. you lose that. That's what you lose. So if Kieran had decided to venture forward, being that positive side of that three, mm. the positive side, not the defensive side, you lose that. I mean, Jack Henry's shown in the game against Holland that he can break forward, and I get that as well as. But um, I've not got, I've, I mean, yesterday we said we spoke about, irrespective of what's selected today, there's no going to be nobody's going to go really, really, and it's not. It's not, it's not one of that anyway, so, yeah, I mean, it's what it is. It's just a shame that Kieran is going to miss out. Gary Caldwell, such is the unique nature of, of what we had going on there with Tierney and Robertson. One of your left centre-backs is missing, and perhaps the biggest impact it'll have on Scotland is going forward rather than what they do at the back. Yeah, I think it is a, a big loss, attacking-wise, even though he is a, a centre-back, but... Uh, I, I think we still have to be positive. I think it's a massive game for Jack Hendry. Uh, somebody assigned as a young boy. Delighted to see him picked, uh, but it's a big game for him. You know, he's, be, he's been on loan from, from Celtic this season, and this is a, a huge game for him. I'll be really interested to see how they set up the midfield. We've just seen a graphic there that I think is totally wrong, <laughs> uh, or I hope. Uh, but I'll be interested to see. I think McGinn will sit with McTominay and they'll play two number 10s in Armstrong and Christie off Lyndon Dykes and play that box in midfield so they can outnumber Czech Republic in midfield. But that, to me, takes a little bit away from John McGinn because it, it stops his forward runs that, that he's so good at and, and stops him probably getting in the box as much as he has been. Why Joss Dykes and not Adams? Why Christie off Dykes? What's the thought process there? I think it's a formation that's worked for Scotland in the past. Uh, it gives us numerical advantage in the middle of the pitch. It means against the ball we can become probably a 5-4-1 and be really hard to beat uh, and, and leave Dykes up there. I, I said at the start, Dykes is playing ahead of Adams because if you leave someone up there with you know uh, Adams' height, then you can't get the ball up to him and, and he holds it. Dykes is fantastic at holding the ball up, winning headers, winning free kicks. And then it looks like the plan B is, is Adams. If we are struggling and, and need a goal, then that change is, is going to really impact the team and, and be a real attacking change. Yeah, I think that, is the, that was a trade-off. You know, 
do you take the game as you, you're playing at home and go two up and, and go for the throw early doors or like Gary says there do you try and outnumber the checks in the middle of the park with, with four very good footballers in that central area for Scotland Steve Clark obviously seen that that formation has worked for him in the past and he trusts those four you know like I said that could have been Cal McGregor it could have been Billy Gilmore in there ahead of Armstrong but McTominay and McGinn were always going to start in that area I do agree with Gaz though the amount of goals John McGinn has scored for Scotland how important a player he's become mm. if he is playing Could deeper you, I you think played with Armstrong could he sit deeper I don't think it's in his uh, no his and best Christy interest so uh, it has to be McGinn the one thing for Armstrong is he's that powerful and he's got that pace about him that he can run beyond he's got that engine beyond Dykes and allow Christie to come in and try and drop into that number 10 role but it'll be interesting you know as I say we're so strong in the middle of the pitch and Gaz mentioned it there we've got a plan B that you can bring on Gilmore, McGregor or even Shea Adams if things need to be changed up Colin Hendry how much of an extra onus is on Andy Robertson due to the, the absence of Kieran Tierney because there, for a long time Andy Robertson got quite a, a raw deal off Scotland fans saying he, he doesn't get forward the same way he does for Liverpool he doesn't put as many balls in as he does and all of a sudden along comes Kieran Tierney at left centre back and the two complement each other brilliantly so Andy Robertson doesn't have to be the one that's doing it time after got, time but yeah, today He's got to be does. cautious. He's got to be very cautious today because I think he'll realise that if he does go forward, that there probably isn't that sort of backup that he's been used to in recent. With they've developed that partnership, um, Grant Hanley, Jack Henry, who plays that side. Hmm. That's what, I think. What, I think what, Jack what, what are your thoughts on that? Because so Liam Cooper is is left-footed, obviously. So that might suggest. He goes to the left of the three, but he's also not as quick as Grant Hanley. What? Uh, Hanley will play in the middle. And mm -hmm. Cooper on the left, yeah? Cooper on the left, Henry on the right. Yeah, I agree with that, because I think it's, we, we have lost a bit with Tierney breaking out for the back. The checks will probably come, sit in for the first 15-20 minutes, see how they get, the game develops. It's important our, our centre-backs are comfortable coming out with the ball. I think Henry is better than Hanley at it. So I think down the right-hand side, Cooper is very comfortable on the ball as well. So I agree, I agree with Gary. I think that's the, the, the shape at the back. I think Henry, Hanley and obviously Cooper. Right, kick-off 2 o'clock still time for you to get your calls in and let us know what you make of that team 01419511025 pick up the phone and let us know it's clearly not what most people expected but you're still seeing plenty of positives do you think we're up against it a little bit having made some dodgy choices you tell us you decide 01419511025 the game's not even started yet Hugh so let's stay positive let's yeah. forget about who's not playing focus on the guys that are and again to come back to that sense of occasion you said it many times in the last week you left Sanetien 1998, having yeah. watched Colin and the guys. You thought we were going to be there in two years' time, and then two years after that, and then two years after that. It's been such a long wait. How important is it that, that we and the fans, and most importantly the players, enjoy it and seize this occasion? Well, I'm looking at Hamden. It's a typical Glasgow day in June. It's dark. <laughs> the floodlights are on. It's pouring with rain. Uh, and I'm trying to put myself in the, 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 the mindset of the, the Czech Republic manager who's saying, what? No Tierney? What? Who's it? So we'll begin by uh, flummoxing him uh, and maybe he'll take a while to sort out Scotland. Um, the, the, the positivity is in the fact that it is the first time for 23 years. The 11 that started would always get the full backing of the country. You are innocent until proved guilty. Uh, and when they go out there at 2 o'clock that's the Scotland team that everyone will support. We'll see 
what they have in the locker. And Colin Hendry, 90, it was kilts. The guys have gone for a more modern approach. I I, even a man in, in my youthful <laughs> stage, I'm not even sure what you would call that. It wasn't quite a tracksuit. It was a nice wee... <laughs> Looks like they've gone straight out in Glasgow. <laughs> after. <laughs> a nice wee casual two-piece, navy blue, white t-shirts yeah. underneath. Are you having that? Would you prefer the kilts? Listen... It was a one-off the kilts. Yeah, Can't be done again. Not really, no. But if they had today, aye, every credit to them. It's a shame they didn't. They're looking suave anyway. Hopefully they can do the business on the pitch. 01419511025. That is the number you need. Why not pick up the phone right now? Let us know what you make of the team and we'll take your calls next. <laughs> How good was that? I love that. The Kirk and Tillock band are with us here at Scotland HQ down at Drygate Brewery today listen, Hugh Keevans listen we've got a brass band for goodness sake listen. if you can't get up for the occasion under these circumstances you're in the wrong business the first time Gordon Dale's been in a room with a band without a bride <laughs> <laughs> still plenty of time before yeah. the end uh, of the Euros I did say we wanted to hear from you to get your thoughts in on that team selection 01419511025 lots of surprises lots of debating points no Kieran Tierney there's no debate to be had there we assume he is injured but it certainly is a massive blow so the back three Hendry, Hanley and Cooper David Marshall in goal by the way uh, across the middle Stephen O'Donnell and Andy Roberts in the wing backs McTominay, McGinn and Armstrong the English Premier League trio all had very good seasons and then it's Ryan Christie the hero in Serbia just off Lyndon Dykes up front which certainly does leave us a lot of strength a lot of good options on the bench as it builds up closer and closer to kick off Colin Henry, how will the players be feeling? How are you feeling with 35 minutes to go in Paris 23 years ago? Listen, all that comes before the days leading up to and even driving up to the um, up to the stadium itself. Now you're just doing, and the lads here will say you're preparing for a game of football. It's, it's a another game. Is it though? I mean, I, it I, is. Yeah, no, it, that's what I'm saying. Everything is beforehand. It's all the, the hype. The razzmatazz, everyone building up to it. As soon as you're in the dressing room, walk around the pitch, if that's what they wanted to do, get your kit off, mm. get your kit on, and you're, you're in the zone. See, that's why you guys are model pros, and dafties like me will never get anywhere near it, because my heart rate is through the roof already, and I'm just sitting so here, mine. Walking, I'm just so sitting here so watching is, it. So is mine, but there's, I, we can't affect it yeah. now. So those guys players have and done it, we can't affect it now, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the problem. <laughs> We've been bombarded with... Uh, programs, Colin was in a great program Mr Brown's Boys, with all the nostalgia in the world but nostalgia won't take you forward it won't take you backwards it is in the past literally, and it, it, these guys have the chance to create a special place in history when we had what we would regard as the legendary figures, the Kenny Dalgleishes the Dennis Laws, the Billy Bremners the Joe Jordan Sometimes we didn't even qualify. Other times we still didn't get out of the group. Now, these guys, albeit faced with a problem in the loss of Kieran Tierney today, but these guys have the mm. chance to put the down payment on getting out of the group for the first mm. time ever. I mean, Mark Wilson, I heard Stevie Clark talking about that the pressure to an extent is off because we're here. The whole point, the, the, the monkey on the back, was the 23 years we've done that. We are here. And if you look at the big game experience in that team, we keep mentioning no Kieran Tierney. Andy Robertson's a Champions League winner. He's an English Premier League winner. Scott McTominay was the best player on the pitch when Man United played in the Europa League final the other month. Yeah. John McGinn handled the pressure of a, a playoff final and scored in it. The richest game in football to get Aston Villa promoted to the English Premier League. David Marshall makes the save that, that gets us there. 
we, we've got big game players in that team. Yeah, we're very lucky. Um, you know, you go back to, to Colin's side in, in France 98, Euro 96, their squad was full of that as well. And we're very lucky that we've got guys that have played on the big stage. And, and the other ones who you didn't mention there all had some game experience against Serbia and the playoff, huge expectations on their shoulders that night and they dealt with it. So I think there is an element that the pressure is off us. I think they will be aware that the nation expects though because they're there. But I think they can actually go uh, and enjoy it and flourish. And how lucky are we that it's at Hamden? Imagine we're sitting here and, and one of these games are at Hamden and Scotland's not involved in the tournament. So the players have got a lot to be proud of getting over the line and I hope they go and enjoy it in experience. Right, 01419511025. We'll take a couple of calls before kick-off to get a flavour of what you guys are thinking. Let's bring in Brendan on the line. I don't think Brendan's quite with us yet, is he? No, we're just lining Brendan up, so we'll get him and see what he makes of that starting 11 named by Stevie Clark. Um, the guys are... Already, the guys are spending more time poring over the pre-match fashion choice from the Scotland team than they are actually who's playing. We'll maybe get back to that in just a second. Let's bring in Brendan. I think he's here now. Brendan, can you hear us? Hi, boys. How are you doing? All good, thank you. Well, it's, nervous, it's excited, great, and everything rolled into one. It's great to see Mr. Colin Henry or hear Colin Henry in there in the studio with you, boys. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's, got, he's got his face, he's got his face painted. He's got his face painted. He's got his kilt on. He's he's looking the normal day for me. He's looking the part. It's great to hear you calling. You're a legend, mate. Um, what I was wanting to say was, I think. Um, don't get me wrong. Clarky's army were behind him 110, percent but I think he maybe made us a wee bit weak on the strength force. Me personally, I would have had Che Adams and. Uh, the boy Gilmore up front and uh, maybe had Christie sitting behind them but I was listening to the open line last week and there was a lad on talking about um, London Dykes saying that we'd rather have Lee Griffiths on up front with one leg broke than uh, London Dykes playing for us which I think is ludicrous because the, the boys are smashing striker very very strong up front but Lee Griffiths I don't think he can lace his boots in yeah, let's not worry. Let's not worry too much about guys that, that haven't made the squad at this point. I think that debate was was one for the last couple of weeks to get excited about. What is a good debate, as Brendan brings up, is she Adams should he have played? A lot of people think so. It is Lyndon Dykes. What are your thoughts on that, Hugh Evans? Because she Adams was kind of seen in the last few months as being a real coup for us to get him as part of the squad. He was going to add that bit of star quality, perhaps that quality in front of goal that we maybe were lacking. And it looks like if he's well, if he's going to have an impact today, it will be from the bench. I think the qualification campaign perked up when Lyndon Dykes appeared in the team. He made a big difference to us, and he's made the, the move to the English Championship with QPR, made it look easy, leaving Livingston and going there. Uh, and you know we always talk about his physicality that will be required today uh, so I can see why Steve Clark has gone for him and I remember the call that Brendan's talking about and I did say to the caller that you know that was disrespectful to Lyndon Dykes uh, he's there today on merit I mean, he's there, he's there as a target man, isn't he? Yeah. That's that's the whole point, to, to try and get us up the pitch and bring people into play around them we have this mindset, Gordon, that we don't play two up top, so we're negative. We're not. Have a look at what we've got behind Dykes. And I do agree that Dykes was going to be the man there, because I said earlier, 
your centre forward dictates where your team's going to play the game. If you can get your centre forward to hold the ball up in the final third, it gives the opportunity mm-hmm. for your midfield to get support. Look at the attacking players we've got in this team. Behind Dykes, you've got Christie, McGinn, you've got Armstrong, you've got two fantastic wing-backs that are willing to go up and down and put good balls in the air, uh, into the box. And also... The modern day game can be decided on set plays. Dykes is there, a bit of height, a bit of strength for and against, so I think it's a good choice. And Gary, I think it was David Weir we had in on Friday night and we were discussing the, the makeup of the attack. And he was pointing out that, you know, for instance, say, say it is Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams, maybe Shea Adams is still going to be asked to drop in and do that Ryan Christie job anyway. So we, on the outside, and maybe not you guys, but certainly fans see two strikers, oh great, we're going for it, or one striker, oh, we're, we're so negative, when actually maybe it's not that different. No, not at all. I think formations get overhyped in, in football, especially modern day football. For me, it's about spacing and what space these players occupy. So I agree with you 100%. If Adams was playing with Dykes, out of possession one of them would have been dropping in to fill that midfield and be really compact. So it, it's no different, but obviously Steve Clark feels like he needs to utilise the four midfield players and use the space in the middle of the park to try and dominate the game, try and get a bit of possession. And then out of possession, like I said, I think they'll drop into a flat-back uh, midfield four to protect the five. And we have been really difficult to break down in, in recent games. And, and it's going to be the case again today. You, you want to be hard to beat first and foremost and then grow into the game, and I think we will. Right, Brendan, it's not quite the team you would have gone for. I think we all accept that, but we are what? Just under half an hour until kick-off. It's been a long, long time coming. Are you feeling excited? Oh, mate, I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Um, I mean, I was only... I mean, I'm probably in my early 30s then, the last time I was there. But it was... Um, I thought the boys were obviously a different era back then, right enough. But, and Messrs Henry and McCoy and all them were, were, were in the team at the time. But I think that the sort of ethos that, that Stevie Clark's bringing to this team is the fact that he's brought a young, an awful lot of young boys coming through, John McGinn and Scott McTominay going right through the spine of the team. I think we've got a real, real chance of doing something here. But me personally, from a personal standpoint, I would be quite happy if we got a result today and maybe a draw against England on Friday. I'd like to see us going to Wembley and dubbing them, but I just <laughs> don't think it'll happen. But the Scotsman tells me, and, and me says that, I would love to get into Wembley and absolutely dub them, but I just can't see it happening. I think we've I think got we'd a very all love strong... to go down to Wembley and, and absolutely gub them. I, I like the way you've put it, Brendan. Thank you for joining us, and don't forget every caller who makes it on air during the show goes into that draw to win a retro Scotland top. Thanks to Greaves Sports, we'll announce the winner before we finish at seven o'clock tonight. So get your calls in. I'm sure you want to speak to us anyway, but we added incentive for you there as well. I already said, Hugh Keevans, I am not feeling calm, not even close. The calmest man in the west of Scotland today, though, will be Stevie Clark, won't he? He just yeah. exudes that calmness. Yeah, Stevie Clark's been round at the block several times, and he's worked with the greats in the game. He's a former Scotland international himself. He always carries the thought in his mind that he should get more caps than he actually got. Uh, but he speaks about doing his job. He, he sees this as a perfectly straightforward job. As Colin Henry said earlier on, they've arrived at Hamden. All of the hype, all of the television programmes, all of the going back over Serbia, all of Yes Sir I Can Boogie, all of that is in the past now. Football match, and he'll be in the dressing room 
and he and the players will be firmly focused on what they have to do and that is to get the best result possible against the Czech Republic and the best result possible of course is a win Colin Hendry how important was what, what Craig Brown did in the lead up to the game the week before at the preparation then on the day and, and therefore how important Stevie Clark's role today well I think there's similarities because we spoke about this before about A the team the players and the ilk of the players where they're coming from where they're at in their careers where they're playing in England etc winning things so it's just so so similar and Gary touched on that I think a bit of time ago about Stevie Clark's probably had an idea as to what he's going to go with Um, and of course the biggest disappointment today is that Kieran Tierney's not available to be selected so yeah, just from there, but Eric Black, who uh, I was coach with Eric at Blackburn Rovers, uh, and he took over from Steve Keane. And he had, his first uh, the time he addressed the team, he said that um, we can only contribute about 12% as to what you guys are going to go and do and play in a football match right now. Mm-hmm. And I working out that I didn't realise I don't know if Gary's aware of that but is it 12-15% of what we were talking about what we were doing is only what these players go and do in the pitch right now so it's down so to it's, them it's, basically it's always down it's always down to the players yeah the, the, the manager can the coach can get criticised for various different things maybe selection substitutes are important but ultimately it's down to the players let's hear a bit from the man himself then here is Stevie Clark. I think when you qualify for the first time in 23 years you, you probably feel a little bit less pressure uh, we've done well to be in the tournament we're looking forward to it we're going to go there, we're going to give our best we're going to give our all in every single game and we're going to try and make the next step to the to the knockout stages which would be a first for the, for the men's A national team so that's what we're going to try and do now I'm good, I, I try to keep the games for what they are is a game so I always prepare the same way for games I've been quite methodical throughout my career approaching matches so I try to follow the same process uh, through the training same process through, through the team meetings that we have and I'll follow the same process tomorrow and hopefully that's enough to get us off to a good start in the tournament 23 years to wait what's another 20 minutes or so we'll be back with more of the build up next <laughs> I think I'm going to get the, the cook until it's banned in every night. Do you think we could do that? Do you think we could go... Are you, are you free guys six until eight every single night about 300 times a season? I like it. I like it, Hugh Keevens. It puts me in the mood. And your joke about Gordon DL being in a room with a band and not getting married was so good, I think it's worth uh, repeating again. Uh, but seriously, we he, are now he, he, on he got, the home got, straight. He made an involuntary movement there for the first balls. <laughs> 20 minutes to go. Um, Mark Wilson... The stadium, we all know the year it's been for everyone, it's been difficult and it's not as full as we would like. I saw a tweet there uh, saying that the official figures say 12,000, the atmosphere feels like 60, and that's exactly what we want to hear. The 12,000 are in there, they'll make plenty of noise. I, I thought it was yeah. going to look more sparse with 12,000 than it is, but they've, they've managed to space it out reasonably so it looks fuller than it is. But you're right, Gordon, they, they, these fans have waited for so long for this. 12,000 will sound like 30 or 40,000, and that's important to the players. I think it uh, will. Uh, it does make a difference uh, when teams go into these championships and they've got their home support behind them. I think that's been proven throughout Euro Championships and World Cups before. And now it's your turn. It is a shame that there's not 50,000 in there, but 
12,000 better than nothing we're live at Drygate Brewery here at Scotland HQ enjoying the game we've got some fans in as well uh, they've just started getting the pints delivered to the tables I can see Gordon DL Mark Wilson Gary Caldwell sort of <laughs> twitching trying to get out <laughs> the traps trying to go and get their hands on one of those pints which I'm sure you, you can maybe one we'll let you away with one but bear in mind I think we're on air till 7 o'clock so this could be uh, maybe 5 then <laughs> this could be the last ever episode of Clyde One Super Scoreboard if you look get your hands on too many pints is there a Drygate Beaujolais that a, a gentleman could have I'm sure I, I don't know what that means but I'm sure you'll be fine I'm sure we'll, we'll sort you out with a cup of tea with maybe uh, something in it before we, we get going let's again just pick our way through some more of the players that we perhaps haven't mentioned we had a good bit of fun during the week we had some great debates about you know who's the who's the main man who's the sort of number one name on the team sheet for Scotland unfortunately lots of people said Kieran Tierney and, and he's not playing today but many said John McGinn Mark Wilson he's there he's at the heart of the midfield today what is it about him in a Scotland shirt that's made him such a, a key figure in recent times uh, well uh, apart from the obvious uh, a midfield player who scores goals it's just the way he plays the game I think with that passion and you know he reminds you uh, just a guy down the park that willingness to win he's obviously got quality um, that would walk into most teams but the way he's taken to the Premier League down south I think it's been particularly impressive to us all you know I think he's been Villa's best player you could maybe argue that Grealish would run him close for that but that's there's something to be said in that you, you see how highly the English hold Grealish and I'm, I'm saying I think McGinn has eclipsed him this year he scores in big games Mark you're right you're right because in England they go on about Grealish being the top player at Villa and he could go to a bigger club and everything else and, but the, the more important player has always been John McGinn yeah. he's stepped up he has stepped up without shadow of a doubt. We're always looking, you know, in the last, all those years that have gone by and all the soul-searching, various things have been blamed, Colin, and we always used to come back and say, well, maybe, maybe we just don't have good enough players at the moment. Maybe they're not operating at, at the right level. You, you just cannot level that at this team anymore. If no. you mention John McGinn, next to him's going to be Scott McTominay. I sometimes feel maybe, just maybe there's a, a bit where we, we don't quite take him to our hearts the same because he's never played up here and we, we maybe don't know him the, the way that we know some of the other guys. He's for Lancaster. Uh, he was born <laughs> in Lancaster. Um, but what an incredible player he is and we're very lucky to have him. Listen, the Man United fans, every respect for uh, McTominay. They, honestly, they value him so highly. They really, really do. And um, can talk about all the different players that Man United have signed and spending millions on. But he's, he's right up there as importance to that football club. And the big thing today, Colin, is, you know, we've seen McTominay playing in that back three. By far his best position is in the middle of the park. He can get in there and dominate. I, I didn't want him at the back. No. Gordy, if I'm being honest, I want, you know, if we can do without that, we can do yeah, without and, that. Yeah, and, and I think that was a big decision for Steve Clark because he actually looked comfortable there. But for me, and you watch him with Manchester United, you watch him at the Europa Cup final, he bossed the game from the middle of the park. And I think that's what Steve Clark His physicality for. today yeah. is going to be vital. He's, mm. he's six foot four, he can run, he's strong. And, and as, like Mark said earlier, Armstrong, McGinn, Christie we've got legs in there they might not have the size and presence of McTominay but all four of them have got legs and, and we're going to need to use that today You sometimes talk about key battles prior to kick-off Gary Scott McTominay and Thomas Suchek is, is that going to be the key battle in the middle of the pitch? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Suchek might play a little bit deeper than he does f for West Ham but he's still somebody that, that wants to drive and arrive late in the box and I'm sure McTominay will be the man that has to be aware of those runs and, and match them because 
when he gets in the box like John McGinn for us who's dangerous and can score Suchek is a big danger for the Czech Republic in the air and on the ground mm. when he arrives in the box Colin Hendry we're seeing some great television footage of, of Andy Robertson and the, the, the story's been well told I think people know we, we don't need to keep banging on about it but maybe this is just the the, the final chapter oh, well, hold on we'll add another chapter when he lifts the Euros right in a, in a month's time or whatever but gladly the <laughs> the young Matt you've seen the story before Queen's Park he's working in the ticket office he's taking to Twitter to say that he needs a job because mm-hmm. it's rubbish that he's got no money then Queen's Park then Dundee United down the road Liverpool Champions League winner Scotland captain did we add a new chapter to that today when he leads his country out at a national tournament I'd, I'd be delighted if that happens I really would um we we'll probably won't know that for a week or so anyway because of the three games, this is the one game but in saying that, it's a, it's a nice story it's a great story, you know and um, we've, all, we've all had to come from somewhere I, I called Andy when I was at Partick Thistle uh, to have a word with him because we, we were sign in, him. <laughs> I was trying to get him on loan no, we were in the championship and we actually had a, a, a really exciting young left back James Penrice who went to Livingston and I called him just to speak to him about his mindset when he was at Queen's Park and what has changed since his, obviously, his quick rise to Scotland captain. And he said he's got fitter and he believes in himself more. I said, you've not improved technically, tactically? He said, no. I've got fitter and I believe in myself more. And that is just the small details that can make such a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, he's already an incredible role model for young players in Scotland, I'm sure. But he could, uh, he could maybe even crank up that status a bit more, depending what happens on the next couple of weeks. Colin, like I say, it's, it's 10 minutes now. And this, then, I'll, then I'll stop bugging you, I think, about France Sorry? 98. What, on the day, did you take a particular hands-on role? Do you remember... What you said to your teammates, was that something you had had to think about for a long time before? I'm trying to get a, a, a feeling on, on what Andy Robertson will, will try and do today as a captain. As an individual, you're go, you go through the same process every game because that's where you've got, you've got to this level now, this stage. You ain't going to change anything because you're at this stage. You'll do the same thing mm-hmm. that you feel has helped you throughout your career, pre- preparation, everything will have been the same as much as they can they can do in order to get to this stage right now and nothing will have changed whatsoever I can't give you a different answer no, that, that's other that. than that other than it's exactly what no, it that, is that's what I'm saying I think that's good I think that's good to establish that so your way of, of keeping it the same and keeping the build up that there wasn't a big special France 98 team talk because no, that, no. that would make it different no so you're I mean you're, okay you're walking it against <laughs> Roberto Carlos Rivaldo Bebeto Dunga Tafarel it's a little yet. bit different but <laughs> I'm not you can't is, I mean I'm just saying the guy there the guy's just saying to me is that the Czechs aren't full of names, you know, mm-hmm. which can be dangerous. Yeah. It can be very dangerous. Gary, I'm thinking of those Scotland teams that, that you played in, and it'll be all, you know, all different characters. You, I, I'd imagine you played with Darren Fletcher as captain. Yeah. Did you play with Scott Brown as captain? No, just before, yeah. Kenny Miller was captain. So, captain. So, so, so Darren Fletcher, and, and then, you know, all different personalities. Some will be loud, some will be more withdrawn. Although you've not quite had the, the, the massive tournament feel, take the France game or whatever the biggest game was what, what was the feeling like inside those dressing rooms funny you say the France game we th- this shows you the the difference uh, uh, different approaches to different managers different players for the France game Walter Smith came in and and you're expecting Walter Smith you know massive name in Scottish football the, the godfather of Scottish football I used to call him and you're thinking of, you're getting a rousing speech here and he got Billy McCulloch the masseur to come in and start telling jokes. 
so we're absolutely rolling about the changing room laughing and as we walk into the tunnel the French players see us and we come in relaxed ready to play a game of football whereas if he gives a rousing speech at that point you might be too uptight and too tense so there's loads of different ways to approach a game of football Steve Clark will have a plan in his head but right now he'll be getting a feel for the players the occasion and, and it will be instinct that will take over the now for Steve Clark it will be instinct that will take over for the players because you know as much as you say they've played big games before they haven't played a game as big as this before I love that what an insight I mean listen Stevie Clark's a wonderful football manager and I hope he can lead us to Euro glory I'm not sure if he's got many jokes in his locker I hope, I hope I'm not being unfair so maybe I don't know what's Kevin Bridges up to can we get someone fired into the, the dressing room at Hamden Mark we used to send Billy Connolly in, in, the, in the 70s yeah he did do that didn't he yeah, yeah. and Mattel did get out of the group yeah. It's so, just top, it's top management. It's, it's guys knowing their players and knowing what they need at this time. Walter Smith was there. Stevie Clark will know exactly what his players need and he'll be talking them through it right now. Uh, right, let's get a bit of a feeling for the atmosphere across the city, across the country. We're, of course, going to go back to Hampton where the main event is taking place. Let's quickly catch up with Gavin Pearson, though, who's at the fan zone in Glasgow Green. How's it going over there? Good afternoon, Gordon. Well, if you can't be at the National Stadium, this is the second best place to be, most definitely. There are 3,000 members of the Tartan Army, all psyched and ready to go. Three big screens around us here. And I've got um, Shona with me right now in the Scotland top. Who um, You're a big fan of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You were listening on the way here. Yeah, I was listening on the way here, and everyone sounds super excited, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, Kirsty, you must be feeling the excitement as well, but maybe some nervous. What do you think is going to happen today? I feel a wee bit nervous, but I'm... It's quietly confident, quietly confident. I think we'll win 2-1. We take that most definitely. Ian, what do you think is going to happen? I think we'll probably win 2-1 as well. I can see the leader scoring for the checks. But I see him again, Armstrong, standing up for Scotland. Well, that's what we need to happen. This place, what do you think of this place, Shona? It's amazing. Isn't it? It's cool. It's a br- brilliant atmosphere here as well. And it's so busy as well and so well organised. Well, imagine what it's going to be like when it gets to the end. Now, there may be a one or two seats available for some other games throughout the tournament. You, if you search for UEFA Euro Fan Zone Glasgow, you might be able to get yourself some tickets to come along and sample what it's like here. It is really good. Wherever you are in Glasgow Green, you won't miss the action with the, the massive screens they have all over the place. But, Gordon, everything's crossed. Are your fingers crossed? Yes. Hopefully we can get the result we want this afternoon we have spoke about this moment for 23 years can't quite believe I'm saying this Scotland are back at a major tournament and kick off isn't it hi I'm James Forrest 25% capacity 100% roar the action as it happens at Hamden this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Three minutes to kick off at Hamden, Scotland against the Czech Republic. Let's go back to the National Stadium. The Czech Republic have just finished their national anthem. Let's get a flavour of the build-up. Hopefully we can hear Flower of Scotland from there and uh, get us all right in the mood.
the back of the net, standing up at Hamden, certainly here at the Drygate Brewery as well, where we're watching the game. It is almost showtime. 23 years in the international wilderness, 23 years of hot, of embarrassment, of false dawns, of glorious failures. It is all over, Hugh Keevans. It is all in the past. We are back. Scotland against the Czech Republic at Hamden. Bring it on. And we are back with players who are not burdened by the past, not burdened by the glorious failures, not burdened by the consecutive failures to get out of the group stages. These are younger men who are able to chart their own destiny. And that begins now, Gordon. Mark Wilson, how are you feeling? Nervous, a bit nervous if I'm honest, and uh, I was never like me before games, but like Colin said, we, we can't affect anything, so the nerves build, but optimistic, I must say, you look through the team, we've got quality players, I just hope they go there and flourish, you don't feel the burden too much and put on a good performance today and take something for the game this afternoon to put us in good stead for Friday. Colin Hendry, we were all so proud of you 23 years ago, how proud do you feel watching on? Oh, immensely, you really am, yes. Um it's for the for the pub for the public more than anything. You know, us as players, some have missed it that opportunity. But um, for the Tartan Army, it's enormous. Gary Caldwell, how does it feel? Yeah, it's amazing uh, just to see the team, you know, together, linking arms, singing the anthem, the passion. I now hope they can put it into a performance uh, and get a result. I believe they can. I hope they leave, you know, nothing to chance and, and play in the front foot. And, and go and get the result that, that they can get. Gordon DL, that night, November, yep. Serbia, we stayed in the Clyde One studio until midnight. It was, it was one of the greatest nights ever as a football fan, and, and this is what it's led to. Yeah, the result that night was absolutely fantastic to top off. We had Hugh on with a wee glass of red in him, uh, which oh. made it even better. Listen, we're all excited, but we've got players here that play with big clubs. We know this is a massive game. I think they can handle it, Gordon. I'm delighted for the 12,000 lucky supporters on the ground to, to see this. I'm sure we've got a young side there that's looking forward to it. We talk about how excited we've been for this occasion, how much the players have felt to the build-up. But the guys are right. They're now in their professional mode. Switch on. They're a job to be done. I'm confident. It has been a long, long, long time coming for a full generation of football fans, school children up and down the country. They've never seen this before. They've never seen Scotland's men's team at an international tournament. And we are underway. Let's do this. Hugh Evans, what does this mean to the country at this moment? Well, just when you mentioned the children, I was thinking of my two uh, youngest ones watching this in their primary school. My youngest uh, grandchildren, Noah and Ruben, five and seven and they will be now inducted into the ways of supporting Scotland and we've all been there we've known the incredible highs the awful lows uh, but always that same passion and same thrill uh, about the national team uh, I spoke to someone this morning to say that uh, I was going to be sitting beside Colin Hendry this afternoon and he was almost tearful uh, remembering Colin and the players of that last campaign to, to France that really did encapsulate all the highs and the lows and that was only the first game that's funny because Colin was in tears when I told him he to sit next to you <laughs> until 7 o'clock tonight as well uh, Gary talk to us about the, the football match then I'm, I'm going to be a wreck for the next 90 minutes right? so I'll just be caught up in the occasion but in terms of the football match how important to the old cliche to start it well and get a foothold 
Yeah, I think every player will want to get a touch of the ball early. Every player will want to make a positive impact. Yeah, here comes Andy Robertson for the first time. He just overhits it, but the beauty of the, the two wing-backs, Stephen O'Donnell's there to collect it at the other side. Yeah. And uh, on you go. And what... We're doing exactly what you would want to do. We're on the front foot. You see how high Hanley is. He's right, you know, midway into the uh, Czech half to, to win the ball up. We have really started, you know, with the aggression that I think we all wanted, and we look like we're, we're a team that in the ascendancy. We talk, we talk about Shorty Gordon. We were talking about shape before it. Who plays to give us that balance at the back? Henry looks like he is on the right hand side. I'm looking at the middle of the part, and I know the game's just started. I think McTominay's got to be the sitter. I think he's going to allow McGinn. Armstrong and Christie to get to Dykes, get ahead of them, make their runs. So I think it's a very positive uh, team. Uh, Mark Wilson, there were times under Stevie Clark at the start where we were definitely more content to, to sit back and, and soak things up. If you can make a snap judgment within two minutes, though it does look like maybe a bit like the Serbia game where people were debating the personnel before the game, but certainly in terms of the approach, it does look like we're going to try and go on the front foot and, and get in yeah. faces. I think it's quite noticeable. I think even the friendly a couple of weeks ago against the Netherlands, we saw how high that we pressed up the pitch and, and won the ball back and got our rewards. And I think they're going to start this game the same way. The centre-halves have got plenty of pace about them so they can be brave and, like Gaz says, can push up and nick the ball higher up the pitch and it allows our creative players to get the ball higher up the pitch and cause problems but I know we're only three minutes in coming up to three minutes but it's a positive start you know we've got in behind the checks already with Andy Robertson Steve Clark will be pretty happy with how the boys have, uh, have took to this opening stages of the tournament Bit of a, a nervous touch, I think we'll call that one from Stephen O'Donnell. I think that that's can, a Wilson touch. Eh? <laughs> can obviously happen. We've all had one of them, eh? A Wilson touch. <laughs> uh, I remember my old Carlin Cup days, guys. That was my my one Scotland cap. Used to sitting over there, put it into insignificance. <laughs> yeah, between let, let's do the arithmetic. Column fifty-one caps, was it? Yes, Gary 55, 106 caps, but yeah. we're, up, we're up to 107 because Mark Wilson got one. Thanks. No, he, so got, half, he got half a cap. So amongst the pundits. He got two. He came on, for, he come on for five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was Honestly, enjoying this game today. It's great to have the, the guys with us. Colin Hendry, you started your career as a striker, of course. Yes, I did. I remember yeah. you and I discussed yeah. that on a, a podcast many yeah. years ago. It was I'd, nice to learn something new. I had the knack of scoring a goal. I'd, and listen, a Scotsman scoring a winning goal at Wembley. I did. A, it was only the full members' cup, but still forty thousand people there. So um, between me and Kenny, there's you know, <laughs> me and Kenny Douglas, it's not bad. So but when when did the when did the move come to to centre back that we all became so familiar Ar with? Archie Knox. Archie didn't. He didn't um, explain to me how it works. He just told me <laughs> he just said this is what you're doing from now on um, and it was yeah it was the right thing to do because obviously I wasn't quick enough to play as a striker I'm just looking it was the, you know the reason it got me thinking it, it wasn't a vintage piece of play but we, we saw why Lyndon Dykes was there a couple of moments ago he came across a ball came I think to his chest he tried to just lay it back in and, and it just got us to, to keep the ball for, for a moment or two how important is his role there as that target man extremely important for that he does all the right things the things that he's in the team for you know, we're not expecting him to score a barrel of goals. We're not expecting him to get a load of chances. But he's there. He's in the team for a purpose, and it uh, it's it's it works in well for the team. But it's okay. It's okay having a focal point there, Colin. The most important thing is the quality of ball up to him. Yes. Give him an opportunity to take that ball in, yes. and then it releases your midfield players to support. Ooh, John McGinn's got a chance in the box, oh. and it's deflected. It just comes back out. Stephen O'Donnell's going to try and keep the the pressure on. McGinn's got it though. He's going to keep it alive. 
And Scotland have a corner, bright stuff. John McGinn found himself in the box. He had, he had a sight of goal, but Czech Republic managed to just put a squeeze on and get the block in at the right time. But we look up for this, Mark Wilson. He's so strong, John McGinn. He just rolls the defender. Defender gets way too close to him. He does well. I, th I thought he was just going to put his laces through it and put it into the roof of the net there. The Czech defender eventually does well. But we've started very, very brightly here. Set piece to come. Chance to put the Czechs under more pressure. Yes, first corner of the game. It's going to be the captain, Andy Robertson, to just swing it in left-booted. All the big guys are up. But <laughs> Czech Republic, they've got a few big guys of their own. And uh, they managed to, to get it clear. Only half clear, though, because Ryan Christie and everything we're doing, Gary Caldwell's on the front foot at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's really positive. Uh, Christie's playing much higher than I thought he would he's, he's almost playing like a second striker and then and then dropping in from a high position McGinn and Armstrong are playing either side of uh, like Gordon said McTominay who is predominantly sitting but that has has gave us a really aggressive look to this game and, and we say about the you know the quality of ball up to Dyke but it's the support players and how many players we can get round about and we're getting a lot round about them at the moment uh, Kufal seems to have taken a bit of a dunt in the face from someone in a Scotland jersey I think it was Colin Hendry yeah it was Colin Hendry <laughs> I'm a bit worried I'm sitting in between two central defenders here I've got Caldwell on one side Henry on the other they start reminiscing and going back to the past I'll be elbowed out of this seat if we score there is a guarantee that you the your cables are going everywhere by the way your cables and cables are going everywhere Hugh Keevan specs are coming off if we score right can we all agree on that yes and I'll, I'll, maybe, I'll maybe get the, the fans who are in here involved to get it to such a level if we score Hugh Keevan specs need to go that, that's, that's, the, that's the level that yeah. we need to get to that's the excitement we're at Gordon but I agree with the, the guys here I think that Steve Clark would have been seen in that dressing room start the game properly go on the front foot put them under a little bit of pressure make them uncomfortable we're doing that we look very comfortable indeed just now I love about Scott McTominay calling he's just always like that isn't he see talk about you want to go on the front foot he's, he's a dream at, at pressing the ball isn't he yeah and listen if you've got players on the team that's going to go and do that then the rest follow that's a good thing about it you know you don't you're not waiting for one to do it I mean seven minutes seven and a half minutes nearly and the, how bright the start has been exceptional it's but it's important as well as it if you could get something you know within this period because this might last for another I don't know 5, 10 maybe 15 minutes I don't know but if we can get something in that period then yeah. it certainly puts a marker down it's, it's a really dynamic team eh? yeah. you know the, even the centre backs are all, all mobile mm -hmm. all, you know Hanley gets a lot of criticism but he's very quick, quick yeah. over 20, 30 yards he's very quick the midfield three are really aggressive, you know, very mobile. Both wing-backs can get up and down for fun. So it's, you know, we've not had this mobility in a Scotland team for a number of years. What I like the look about it, Gary, is we all know we've all played at Hamden. It's a big pitch. You've got to make it as big as possible. The two wing-backs are on the touchline yeah. and they're high up the pitch. They're positive. Uh, Liam Cooper just wins the foul. I was going to say buys, but I think that's been unfair on him. I think it clearly was a foul shit just barged them over as Cooper was underneath the ball so it allows us just to collect and again we're not punting the ball long David Marshall took that free kick almost not too far off the halfway line but took it short gave it to Grant Hanley and uh, we're going to look to try and play a bit and then hit Lyndon Dykes at the right time you can see Jack Hendry going in the channel uh, Dykes doesn't win that one Mark Wilson but it's, it's not it's not desperate it's not 
anxious to get it to Dykes, it's about trying to do it at the right yeah, time. And we should play our strengths, I think, when we we're chatting about the midfielders that we've got and McTominay, McGinn, Stuart Armstrong, Andy Robertson, Adon all very comfortable in the ball. So we should play our strengths. We shouldn't just resort to trying to hit London Dykes all the time. We need to be a wee bit more patient than that. We've seen the opening stages. Marshall's also got Stephen Adonnell to hit on that right hand side. That got us a throw in, that got us a chance. So you know, a lot of people criticise Adono, or, or not criticise, said Parson should be in, but you see Steve Clark's thinking, you know, Adono's an out ball, he's, he's got the legs to, to turn the checks, and it's it's happened a couple of times in the opening few minutes. Yeah, eight, nine minutes gone, maybe the first bit of defending we're going to have to do, um, and you can see Lyndon Dykes, the energy he puts in getting in back there as well. We, we are resolute, Gary, we are getting everyone behind the ball on the first occasion that we've needed to. Yeah, we have, and it was it was great to see that the whole team, you know, in such a compact space when, when the Czechs did a ch attack there, everyone behind the ball, good organisation. We've, we've pushed them back into their own half now and then try to get pressure on the ball when we can. I do I do agree with what Colin said there. He made a great point. We've started great. We're not going to dominate this game. We're playing against a good side. We'll have to defend at periods, Gordon. But the minute we lose the ball... I think what you see there is they've been well drilled. They know what their jobs are. They know where their position should be. So I think it's very positive so far. So Sorry, Gordon. I was looking at some of the, the stats from the, the previous two games that we played, Czech Republic early on, and, uh, or, or the tail end of last year. And although they had, if you remember, a shadow team out there and we still got the, the victory in both those games, the Czechs controlled a lot of the ball oh, in those games yeah. in percentage. So we've got to realise what we're up against here. Although we've got very good individuals, there will be periods in this game where we have to give up the ball as long as we've got the, the right shape about us. Stevie Clark does set up his sides to, to combat that. But it's about taking your chances. It's not all about possession. So as long as we can be resolute in these situations that we're seeing just now uh, and have enough to hit them in the break, then we should be OK. I think you make a great point there, Mark, because we have got the personnel that we can hit them in the break. We've got good pace, we've got good energy, we've got legs in the wide areas, we've got Christie that makes great runs that go beyond dice, we've got McGinn that can be that threat as well. It's a big so, weakness for Czech Republic as well. Yeah, the, the, Against Italy recently, three goals, uh -huh. all in the counter-attack. We, we scored a goal at Hamden on the counter-attack, so it's something we need to almost use that this possession that they have it shouldn't be a negative it's we, we should use that to our advantage yeah, when we win the ball back yeah, bit of defending to do here Czech, Czechs have it wide and it's going to be a free kick so the first set piece for us to defend we mentioned before the game Colin they do have a set piece threat anyone who's watched English Premier League will tell you what Suchek yep. and West Ham can offer Stuart Armstrong was just a little bit keen um, not sure he did a great sure deal wrong kick, no, I don't think but, he did um, a great deal wrong but we've got defending to do big and physical and um, Another reason as to why Lyndon Dykes is in there as well, you know, he'll be back. There's a responsibility for him to come back and do his job as well as. be interesting to see who marks him. Yep. Go on then, pick us through it. We're taking a look at it. Scott McTominay yeah. on Suchek. Looks like he's looking yeah. at him. He's, he's coming from outside the box. Yeah, so a bit of a... Just the first nervous moment we've had, just to see how we can defend the set piece. And it's a good ball, but it's not good enough. <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell does his job at the back mm. post. Shepard's out. And out for a goal kick. I, I think it's a great ball into the back mm -hmm. post, but I think Scotland's line's that high and that brave that it's they've done enough just to shepherd the ball out. Mm -hmm. And it's just a wee warning sign that if you give free kicks away at the edge of the box, they've got quality to put it right on top of you. This will be the difference between a fan and someone who's played the game, right? Because my heart was in my mouth there, Gary Caldwell and Colin Hendry, but I, I bet you two were quite comfortable with that. We're on the edge of the box. You know, it's, it's going to be something really, really special to be players that's going to attack in the ball rather than players that's trying to flick the ball on or 
help the ball on. It's a bit easier when you're attacking the ball. But that distance, the gap, Marshall as well, he was out there. So it, it was, it was un under control, to be fair. It was a good ball. It was a good but ball, It yeah. looked like the, the, most of the Czech players had went to the front, whether it was the ball was meant to go to the front, but there wasn't anyone attacking it. But it was a dangerous cross. See, uh, in, in that situation, in the teams that I've played in, we've always said, listen, if it's going to go all the way through the house, someone's got to be at the back post. And it was just as it run out there, there was nobody at the back. Colin, set plays nowadays, are you a fan of the Sono or do you prefer the, the the task of saying, I'm marking X, Y, and Z? Here? I, just, I just like responsibility. Uh, yeah, the responsibility. You know, going and and up, yeah. it's your man that you've got to do it and that's your job. Uh, from a wide free kick like that, you go zonal and, and mark the position mm -hmm. because it's too difficult to, to deal with the movement. Mm -hmm. But from, from corners, I, I prefer a, a kind of... Responsibility. Somebody needs to mark at corners, without a doubt. All right, so a free kick like that, that's when you become a fan of zonal marking, yeah? Yeah, you go zonal in a line and you drop together uh, in that line because you see the, the Czech players started outside the box and in the movement, it's too difficult to mark. So you, you start zonal and drop and you usually put your best headers of the ball in the middle of the goal. Uh, we got ourselves in a little bit of a, a tangle a moment or two ago. It was a really heavy touch from Grant Hanley facing his own goal. It then was going out for a throw-in and David Marshall raced out and tried to, to, to get it. But, but, it's, but it's fine. We're OK. We're back and uh, pressing again. And uh, unfortunately, I think the throw-in's gone the way of Czech Republic. The Hamden crowd, 12,000 of them. Sounding a bit louder than that, though, Hugh. Yeah, uh, it's just great to hear people inside a ground. You get fed up with the greatest respect to the four pros who are here. You get fed up with <laughs> players just shouting the ball at each other. Uh, good to have that human element to it but uh, the game is now one that involves both teams for the first five, six minutes it was just about us uh, but the, the Czechs are gradually coming into it it's a it's an even match now I'm not saying we're getting carried away but Grant Hanley's doing like Cruyff turns <laughs> to, to get away from uh, the Czech Republic striker so that maybe tells you uh, the confidence that's in the team but John McGinn there showing great, great strength just bulldozes his opponent off the ball oh. but somehow doesn't get the decision back and it means that we've got defending to do great, this great save yeah. David Marshall why on earth is that not a free kick against John McGinn because I think he thought it might have been a free kick before and he didn't give it and he's just probably thought you know I'll let the next one go oh referees eh oh yes but you've, got, you've got to credit the goalkeeper here absolutely that's a terrific save great save that's a free kick on John McGinn all day long I'm, isn't not, it? I'm not sure I think no, he's Gary, tried to buy it you need to be biased in here sorry <laughs> I didn't, we didn't give you it's that it's a free contract. kick I think he's tried to buy it uh, and, and I think I agree with Colin I think he's done well to win the initial tussle uh, the shot comes from the edge of the box, ends up halfway down Aikenhead Road. We'll take that all day long. 15 gone, Scotland nil, Czech. It was such nil. a good save from David Marshall. The Czech player couldn't believe it. You know, he did head in his hands uh, at the quality. There he is there in the replay. Uh, couldn't believe that Marshall got there. We played, we played, we started so well this game. Now you see the Czechs, because yeah. they have got quality on their side. Let's not get kidded here. They're starting to play their way into the game. So we just have to be careful. Um, as much as we've been positive, the best save's been from David Marshall. Yeah, we've not troubled the goalkeeper yet. I mean, Mark, maybe I'm clutching at straws here. I'm not saying conceding a shot on goal is a good thing, but there's been a bit of debate, you know, should it be Marshall, should it be Gordon? Good, good for him to get an early save, and I'm not, it doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would struggle for confidence, but always good just for a keeper to get that first one. Yeah, I think so. I think we're very lucky to have the two of them. But uh, David Marshall, his position may be a wee bit under threat because he wasn't involved in the last couple of games of the season. Um, but he just showed there. He's a he's a quality goalkeeper who got us to this stage with his penalty saves. But, you know, just a few wee warning signs for Scotland that 
this Czech team aren't bad. You know, they, they've got creative players, they've got players with great experience who play at the top level as well. So we're just having to ride this out a bit. Doing exactly the right thing just now, just keeping possession for a wee bit and uh, and settling the nerves. Yeah, we still we still could do the settling a bit more, Gary. I think it was Jack Hendry that time and it didn't cost us, but the ball rolled under his foot. I mean, are these the types of things that happen more readily when, when you're nervous and when it's a big game? Yeah, it does. It's you know, I think everyone appreciates the magnitude of the game, and so the players will feel that nerves. They'll have gone now. The game started. They're in that kind of game mode. I'd like to see the wing backs drop a little bit deeper. I think at times they're they're too high, and, and checks are making it really compact no in the middle. Yeah. And if if the wing backs drop deeper, we can build through them. This is really good. Scott McTominay setting us away. It's into Lyndon Dykes, oh. and it just passed the post. What a move that was from Scotland. It's the closest we've come, Scott McTominay, wonderful play from him. We eventually set Andy Robertson off down the left, and when his cross came in, Lyndon Dykes was exactly where you want him, 12 yards out. He didn't do a great deal wrong. He obviously wants to go across the keeper if possible. Um, but difficult I, chance, Gordon. It's a difficult chance. It's a great ball in. The angle's a bit tight, and he, I can think... He, can, he go, can he go his left foot? And <sighs> Maybe, um, but the defender, you've got to give him credit as well. He's over in the cover, but that's a positive one. I think he one connects, connects a wee bit too well. well uh, yeah. you know, he needs a flick off the side of the needs foot. A Brilliant play, though. He needs a sclaff, eh? Yeah. <laughs> a sclaff. He's, he's, he's went a bit early and ended up beyond the front post is where a striker doesn't want to the be. Angle, the angle was just that little bit too tight for him. Scott McTominay's ball winning has been very important for Scotland in these early stages. Stephen O'Donnell does well over on this near side as well but Colin that's a positive we spoke about starting it brightly then we saw Czech Republic now we've had our big chance yeah, and it lifts everyone with a little bit of play on the left hand side there and Andy gets the ball in and it's probably just too acute you know there wasn't a lot of space for it to go into so um, he connected well enough but uh, it was, the space just wasn't really there yeah now we're seeing Czech Republic and we've mm. given away a corner it's a diving header from, from Grant Hanley I think, sure. I think it's important with nearly 20 minutes in now that the back three doesn't start to drop this is where you can lose a bit of ground the back three cannot drop at any time because yeah. then that will give them a bit of space to play in did Hanley have any other choice there Gary was there a we're looking for a shout behind him or did that have to be can he leave that no he has to head yeah. that he has to head that he doesn't know what's behind him yeah. well, Czech Republic have taken it short and Scotland are sleeping a little bit as the ball comes in luckily it's not great in, in terms of it evades everyone goes right across the face something we'll need to be switched on to uh, set plays in the modern day game is so so important and you can't allow yourself to switch off there Steve Clark wouldn't have been happy with that he'd have warned his players about it short corner it leaves a good uh, position for the Czechs to get a good ball into the box and causes problems fortunate for us it wasn't that good a ball yeah, it's not ideal Gary I, I'm struggling to think of any level of football really where you're comfortable leaving yourself 2v1 from a, from a short corner no, they worked it well to be fair he didn't you know, just stand out there. He came from the box out to create the the two v one, and it was actually a poor ball in when when mm -hmm. the the Czech player received it just inside the box, and and you'd expect better from him. So we we got away with that one. Yeah, twenty minutes gone. It's been it's been fine. I think that would be the right word to describe it. Scotland nil, Czech Republic nil. We started quite bright. We saw them come back into it, and we've just had our best chance really. Lyndon Dykes putting one past the post. Even O'Donnell does well to drive down the right-hand side and bring in Ryan Christie. He's not got much help, awesome. but he's made a brilliant run. And Stephen O'Donnell ends up getting in his way, but he keeps it. We've still got it. And uh, just getting in each other's way ever so slightly. And uh, the ball, unfortunately, out for a throw-in. Yeah, great play from Christie there. You know, just sucking two players in. Knocking it through. The Czechs 
players' legs there, but Stephen O'Donnell weighs eagerness to get up and support him ends up there? taking him out <laughs> yeah. going there? just get back big man just get through the road it was a great tackle from Stephen O'Donnell you have yeah. to say full backs getting involved again Gordon when they, they should just stay behind the ball and serve eh? obviously Mark Wilson yeah. ah. well Gaz will know all about that he, he took over from me at right back for about a year when I was injured you were injured too long yeah. uh, right so encouraging signs cautious warnings as well so it's, it's all there for Scotland we are, we're a quarter of the way through our first game back at a major tournament it, it feels great it feels exciting it feels nerve wracking it's, it's a roller coaster already and uh, a long way to go in this one yeah you're the Czechs qualified the same as ourselves you know and they're, they're 40th in the world ranking we're 44th we're pretty much like for like here uh, and we can talk about the not being household names other than Thomas Suchek uh, but they're decent players and it's a very, very evenly balanced game. Again, I'm not sure if this stat counts for much if you're looking for omens, but what, one thing that served Czech Republic quite well in qualifying was that they started games very quickly um, and obviously, you don't need me to tell you, 20, 22 minutes gone, they've not been able to start that quickly so far as he leans over and touches the wooden table <laughs> in front. Mm. We need to stop running into each other, I think. Mm, Stuart Armstrong good, yeah. there just into McTominay but at the edge of your own box this time and it's just... Allowed the Czechs to pick up possession again and, and have a go. It's but good defending there by Andy Robertson out on the left-hand side to win a goal kick. So I, th I think overall for the opening 20 minutes, I think Steve Clark mm. will be pretty happy with what we've created. Uh, Edgy still, but some a, a, Andy Robertson is doing the universal sign for calm down. You can see it, the two hands, palms towards the floor. He's screaming calm down to his teammates, Gary, running into each other. You know, the fans that are in here at Drygate, fans at home in the stadium, which you, you kind of scoff, you think, oh, what are you lot doing? But you can just tell that's coming from an over-eagerness, can't you? It's an eagerness to do well, to, to impress. Uh, the O'Donnell one, when he, he should just stay behind the ball, he's, he's making a run that because he wants just to, help just to the try team and out, help yeah. the team. Not, it's not bad play, it's just, you know, the, in that eagerness to impress. And the same there, Armstrong tried to win the ball back when it was McTominay's job and they got each other's way, so... I think Andy Robertson's right. Everyone needs to calm down uh, in and out of the stadium and just let let the game play out. We've watched this for eight months, Gary. You know, since the night we qualified, November 12 in Serbia, we've had eight months of hype and everyone going on about the end of 23 years in exile. Now, the enormity of it all is resting on their shoulders yep. and on some shoulders it's not resting too well at the moment Colin just looking a moment or two ago when the ball went up to Lyndon Dykes is there a bit of patience required on his role today because you'll remember that night in Serbia he won every single header I, yep. I can't remember but today he's up against physical players and, and he's not able to win them quite as easy no and as well as that that ball there I mean it's a little bit unlucky there but you've got to you've got to realise that the ones that, when the ball's going to come forward that he is on his own, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's there's going to have to be support. The second ball is vitally important that whoever wins it, the what, second ball. What I'd like to see Dykes doing, and that was typical there. It was close. He, it was a ball over the top from yeah. Cooper, and he just couldn't quite get on the end of it. Yeah, he's on the last defender, Gordon. I don't like to see the centre forward coming too deep because there's midfield players in there. Play on the defender. If he plays on that last defender, he's got a chance of getting in behind. He's got a chance of flick on where Christie can make the run in. Sometimes if you look at Dykes, he just comes quickly into the too, too forward too quickly. Because he, he can do both and really, really composed defending from Stephen O'Donnell. He can do both, Gary, because you talk about a target man, but Lyndon Dykes can move. I'm not saying he's an absolute flyer, but he's, he's certainly not slow either. No, he's not, but 
Gordon's right. He needs he needs to stretch the game. He needs to create the space for the midfielders that we have. If he keeps coming to the ball, then the game will be really condensed. So he needs to constantly be looking in behind That's and, a good and flick Christie on as well. That one was a good flick on this time. Christie tried, but the keeper was ready for it and came out to get it. I think Christie needs to gamble earlier there. I think he's got enough behind him to go earlier and beyond Dykes, and he, he may have given himself a better chance to go on the end of that one, but it's a good flick on for Dykes. Route 1 stuff, like we said, that we're, we, we probably shouldn't do, but it worked that, on that occasion. Well, referee's annoying me already. Good 25 minutes gone. <laughs> Things can only get better. If we can uh, try and find out how this wasn't a free kick on Andy Robertson, I'd be delighted to hear that explanation. Anyone? Jeez, oh, that's, yeah, he stands right on his, right on his toe there. It's a that's definite a free kick. Yeah, sore one for Robertson. Honestly, Hugh Keevens. Well. What's happening here? The standard of refereeing already. Well... Only three things certain in life, death, taxes and bad referees. <laughs> does, do, you, do you support the European referees no, as much as the no, Scottish no, ones? No, no. The, only the Scottish referees I stick up for. The European <laughs> ones are rubbish. See, Colin and Gary, you'll learn a bit about these guys. Gordon DL defends referees every week. It would make you sick. He always defends the referees, but he's going to have to get that out of the window because we can be biased. It's all about Scotland. It's a t- it's a t- I mean, refereeing is a tough job, you know, and... I'm not even, well, I will mention VAR, and it's been the absolute bane of my life in football for the last couple of years, because there's so many things get wrong that they wouldn't have been an issue if they didn't have VAR, mm-hmm. in all honesty. And it's still got to come to Scotland. So um, there's been a lot of things yeah. gone wrong down the road because of VAR, and it doesn't seem to be getting better or easier the last thing Scotland needs is something else to meddle with their potential <laughs> progress at a tournament so we'll hopefully I've, got, I've gone halfway in between the referees so I've gone VAR so it'll probably please Gordon interested yeah. to see the, the cameras zoom in there on a very interested onlooker at Hamden today one Lee Griffiths I don't mean to get too sentimental about it Hugh but it is worth remembering how we got here penalties scored by Lee Griffiths and Lauren Shanklin guys who, who were not picked to, to even get in the squad guys like Kenny McLean and Ollie McBurney who scored penalties yeah. who were not fit enough to be picked it's, it's been a real effort we used more players in qualification than any other nation in Europe and it's been a real effort everyone pulling in the, the, the right direction to yeah. get us here but in the case of Lee Griffiths you have to be brutally frank and honest uh, he started the season in an unprofessional manner he returned uh, for pre-season training to unfit to be allowed to train with the first team players and he never got fully fit at any stage in what was a vitally important season for Celtic. Therefore, how could Steve Clark put him in? Oh, that's, I'm not saying pick him, mm. but I'm saying it's worth remembering the, the role that people Dis- disapp- play to get him. He's been disappointed to be left out, no doubt. Everybody wants to be a part of this, Gordon. But what's great about it is everyone is a part of it. He's along there supporting yeah, the team. He could have sat at home in the huff. Correct, 100%. He's you along would have, there. You would have sat I would have sat in the huff. huff. I, I don't doubt it. Yes. Um, I, I, look, it's just one of the things I think everybody's behind, behind the lads we're so desperate for them to go and achieve something here and today is so important we've waited so long for it and the nation just wants us to go off to a good, good start Yeah, it's, social media now gives you that, that extra window to these things Gary and I noticed Ollie McBurney and Kenny McLean and Lee Griffiths Lauren Shankland all posting you know, good luck messages and all the rest of it. I think for the last two, it's, it's heartbreaking because I mean, McLean and Ryan Jack, of course, they would have been <coughs> there uh, if it weren't for injury. And f- for Shankland and Griffiths, you know, not chosen. It, it must be tough to, to watch on. You'll be proud of your teammates, I'm sure, but tough at the same time. Very tough, yeah. I think especially with injury because you know it's out of your hands and 
you can't control that um, most of the time. Uh, the Lee Griffiths one, I, I tend to agree with you that you know he, it's his own kind of failings that uh, stopped mm. him from being there. Yeah, we've got a bit of defending to do here. I think we just got away from from Liam Cooper too quickly, and now Czech Republic are in and around the box for the first time. Stephen O'Donnell's got some defending to do as the ball comes in. Czech Republic get the first head on it. It's bouncing around uncomfortably uh, from a Scotland perspective. However, uh, we do head the ball clear. There's still a little bit of an anxiousness at the back. Yeah, I think Stuart Armstrong, they are heading that away. I think he could have just settled on it if he got a Brilliant. shout. Brilliant. And that settles the nerves. It's a high cross in, a big shout from David Marshall. Out he comes, claims it, and we breathe a sigh of relief. We looked a wee bit ragged there for... For a minute or so, you know, it looked like we lost the shape a little yeah. bit. But we've still got eight players there plus a goalkeeper, so we've got plenty of bodies to go and defend it. But the shape, so we lost that a little bit, Mark. We've but just got to concentrate. Suchek isn't the man you want in in there twelve yards out. You know, he certainly will put it away if you give him too many chances like that. Too many people, you know, snatching at things. And, mm -hmm. and like Mark said, Armstrong could have brought it down. Maybe a shout for a teammate to to just have a bit of composure when, when you're defending and it, and it makes such a difference to allow you to then grow into the game in an attacking sense. Yeah, we've got it back though, we really are winning it back. Stephen O'Donnell's got it, but no one's really helping him. Um, and he does well to come back in and, and find Scott McTominay. Um, so maybe just need to, to look to offer a little bit more in that final third. I think so. I think the Czechs have actually done very well to stifle Scotland going forward. Any time it goes to Adorno, he's looking outside him. Doesn't he really have much options? Robertson has kind of fell out of it, apart from those two crosses early on. You've got to give credit to, to the Czechs because they have they've stopped the middle of midfield play. They've noticed the way Scotland have started, Mark, and they know the shape now. And what the Czechs have done quite cleverly is they've went and you know, made sure that space wasn't there. In the first five minutes, we looked rampant. We were really on the front foot. The Czechs all of a sudden now have figured out how we're playing. So it's up to us to, you know, as, as Gary was saying there, we don't, we, we don't need to rush everything. Calm heads. We're 30, nearly 30 minutes into mm -hmm. the game now. Time just to settle down. The only thing I would like to see... Here's Ryan Christie. We've got it in a great chance. Sandy Robertson's in the box. Oh! oh! It's over the bar from the skipper. He's... Really big chance for Scotland. Do you know what? It was similar to one that he had in Serbia. Very similar. Was that deflected over the top? Save. Keeper saved yeah, it. Keeper he's, saved it. he's got to lace yeah. it. It goes he's down as a good it. save, but Andy Robertson's got to be looking for a bottom corner. It is a good save. That's a big chance, and we should do better. He's went with a side foot, and for me, he's just it's got to strike, put his laces oh, just a bottom it's a corner. It's a strike. If you hit through the ball... Well, he's got the Keep chance to the make target. up for it from the corner kick. Andy Robertson, it's an outswinger. Oh, it's off the inside. training ground. John McGinn, it's blocked again. at the edge of the box. Right off the training ground, fired out to, to John McGinn at the edge of the box. He got a lot on the shot, but it was blocked. And great pace oh, Hanley. from Grant Hanley. I've brought this up a few times on the show. For anyone who thinks that Grant Hanley is slow, you are wrong. It is, a, it is a real misconception about Grant Hanley. I'm just watching this chance back from Andy Robertson. He has got to keep that down. That has got to go in one of the bottom corners. The, it's very tentative. The boys are right. The boys are, the boys are correct. You've got to put your laces through that. Puts his laces through that. He keeps it down. Can he side think, foot it in the bottom corner? Though? Yeah, well, I, I think just put your, your laces through it. I think we'll, we'll all agree on that. I think he's got a better chance of scoring. Do you remember it? The, that is identical to a chance we had yeah. in Serbia. I think we were one same, up at the time. Same, exact same. It was the exact same. And we just need to eat here. Like, 
he is quality, he is top draw. It's never been his strength, though, yeah, Andy Robertson, in, in terms of that sort of composure in the box. No, exactly. I think you would have ta taken a Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, anybody else in that position. It's well worked, you've got to say, Ryan Christie picking up the loose ball and, and putting it in the, right into his path. It couldn't have worked out any better for Robertson, but I was tempted off. It looked like... He had the expectation of a country on his shoulders there when he was going up to strike it. Um, just, to, just to play the devil's advocate, I mean, the goalkeeper has made a good save. Well, that, mm. funnily enough, I, I almost anticipated someone saying that, but I think that's... It's as easy as save, though. It's an easy save. Yeah. Here he goes, Andy Robertson again down the left. This one I is a good bob. ball, and it's headed away by Czech Republic. They defend it well. Scott McTominay's great feet. And uh, just keeps it. We're doing well. This is a great period. This for Scotland is McTominay going to unleash, and he just whips one in. But again, header clear. Czech Republic, and that's a brilliant oh, header from Grant Hanley. But are we now out of position a little bit because he, he, he kind of gambled? And uh, Liam Cooper, this is great oh. play. This from Czech Republic. Well, a tackle's got to go in here, whether it's a foul or not. Just make it happen. Ryan Christie barbs off, but the referee says play on. And uh, we do keep it, Stephen O'Donnell, and uh, he just gives it back to David Marshall. Yeah, good, okay. it's, it's good defending, good organisation. The minute we lost it there and looked like a bit of trouble, we've seen bodies getting behind the ball, Gordon. Uh, what we never touched on after Robertson was, I thought it was a great set play. Corner kick, McGinn. Yep, the I thought ground, it yes. was absolutely fantastic and we were a bit unlucky with it. Just to revisit what Hugh said, Hugh said, you know, well, you know what, he's made the keeper work, it was on target, but it was such a good chance that actually being on target wasn't enough, was disappointed, it? Disappointed, I think. We were, I think we're all virtually disappointed with how it finished because it was a very easy finish, uh, save. Again, Scotland forcing the build-up a little bit there. I was just waiting for Andy Robertson to, to come and get involved again, but we tried to force it out to the right-hand side and cut out it's a throw in again thundering challenger from, from Scotland love that for McTominay there I don't think he had to go the full way now the cheer that you hear is a handball shout from the Scotland fans at Drygate ah, I don't think we can be that could we I'll claim, claim for that. anything it hits hand <laughs> but even I feel a bit uneasy it was right by his side wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. no definitely it's not going on target though yeah. it's going on target yeah uh, I think we'd be very lucky to get that one. It was but a fantastic corner. Yeah. Really well worked Hard corner. one to take from McGinn. Yeah. He does well to keep that down. Colin, we can't really claim for that, can we? No. No, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah, but, but you've seen it so often in, in England with VAR and yeah, everything yeah. else. You know, you've got to go with exactly how the rules have been set out or the laws have been set out. And yeah. that's not... I don't think by any interpretation of the handball rule... That's well, the, way, that's I, the way I look at it, quite simple. If I was given against us, oh. we would be through oh, that you'd screen. Be mad. Yes. You'd be mad. So, no, I, I thought the referee got that one right gone. Right, where are we then? 35 minutes gone. Scotland nil, Czech Republic nil, and... Uh, just in case anyone was under the mad, naive impression that this was going to be straightforward, Hugh Keevans, we've seen a bit of everything. I think overall we can, we can be fairly satisfied, can we not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it's an enjoyable game, uh, with both sides having had their chances, good goalkeeping uh, at both sides of the park, uh, and we have got over that rocky spell where the captain felt it necessary to say, wait a minute, calm down, calm down. Uh, we're, we're over that now. Uh, and I still think that uh, Andrew Robertson had a, an idea in his mind and that the, he did make the goalkeeper work and uh, you know I, I do accept that I've got Gordon DL who scored many a goal here uh, and he finished to put his laces through it I accept that but he still I think are a good idea the goalkeeper made a good save the Euros is doing strange things to people where Hugh Keevans is the most forgiving out of the, pan, the <laughs> panel and beat the pundit Andy days. called Andrew Andy Andrew 
he's, he's well, sung the name yes. and he's um, Hugh you're, you're being very kind on him I think but you know what he, he was there to, to get it and he's, he, he whipped in the nice set piece straight after um, you see I don't have his permission to call him Andy his mother and father called him Andrew Robertson and I must uh, go along until, Mr. And, until Mr and Mrs Robertson call me and say no no call him Andy you're okay it'll be Robbo before long if he fires us to Euro glory if he's lifting the, well, call him whatever you like <laughs> Uh, 37 on the clock and again as we said I think Stevie Clark will be we'll see room for improvement for sure Gary Caldwell but you know 23 years we've waited for this moment and um, we've done okay yeah, I think it's two evenly matched teams uh, I think you said 44th and 40th in the world rankings and it's shown in the game I think both teams will be reasonably happy with how it's went uh, but obviously both teams will want more as well and that's that high clipped ball to Lyndon Dykes that's the, the one that can work it because he's able to drop in and he did get his head on it but the flick on was just a bit too high yeah it's an out ball that we've got Gordon in their locker um, you know we've got players in the middle of the park that's very comfortable with taking the ball and passing it trying to get into the wide areas Robertson and O'Donnell but we have got that option to say you know if we have to get up the park put it to Dykes but I keep going on about it I'd like to see Dykes staying on the centre back and make the game as long as possible then it gives Christie the opportunity to make his run I was going to say we'll need to add a midfielder to our ranks but you played midfield a few times Gary Caldwell not very well I was trying to talk you up that's very honest <laughs> are, you, are you pleased with the way they're winning the ball back yes I, I think like I said both teams are evenly matched this is this is a game that's going to you know fine margins are going to separate the, the winner and the loser in this game because both teams are evenly matched you see you know when when one team gets the ball every player is getting you know real physical attention to to make it difficult and and it's going to be you know a moment of brilliance or a mistake that wins this game don't say that honestly i, I laughed when hugh keevens called it enjoyable earlier on I, I'm, I'm not sure if i'm able to enjoy this <laughs> to be quite honest. you've hardly watched any you oh, keep closing your eyes goodness. Uh, but anyway, we're doing all right. Scott McTominay tries to come forward, but as Gary says, yeah, the Czech midfield is, is getting its foot in as well, so it doesn't make it easy. And, and there's a good pass from them, that kind of incisive one that allows you to make real territory. And it's got Liam Cooper out in that position that, that centre-backs don't really love being in. That's the one that why Kieran Tierney works so well there, Colin. Well, I don't like it out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is that why oh, you're no. a back four man? Oh, yes. Well, back yeah, four. or even in the middle of the, th the, the three, Gordon, I would... Would never get outside that um, the width of the penalty box. box. No, absolutely not. Yeah, well, yeah. Liam, Liam Cooper's yeah, always bleed. I, I, I think we've got good defenders that are comfortable going into yeah, the position. Yeah, I think all their defenders yeah. are. Liam Cooper was right out of the corner flag, and he's, he's given. It's different now. It's different now. Yeah, it's different. Um, couldn't do much else. It is a corner kick. Lyndon Dykes is the, the kind of free man to come and try and, and win this. It's a, a a poor ball from Czech Republic, but so poor that it, it weirdly allows them to keep it alive because one of the midfielders was able to come and get the second ball and they've got another corner but that's I'm not sure what do you think of the outswingers Colin did you prefer an inswinging corner to attack or an outswinger oh inswinging yeah, yeah in we've took an outswinger Czech Republic yeah. there just took an outswinger Swing, yeah. I think they're going to take another outswinger which it's, I think it's far more dangerous than inswinging cross yeah. Is it, so it's easier to defend outswinging I think so yeah. oh yes yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah 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 an inswinging all you need is a little touch, touch on it flick yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the They'll be hoping the pace is right and it's, it's heavy this one again but it, it's so heavy that it allows Czech Republic to come again and, and put another ball back in the box and this time they've got a couple over at the back post mm. uh, which is not great and again now Scott McTominay's dragged out See that's so, the aspect of it, outswinger is that if it goes through the house 
that they can still can keep recycle, yeah, they yeah. Re and keep hold of the ball. Sure. Just got to be careful here. We're putting a little bit of pressure on ourselves. Having to defend. You don't want to be here too long. Yeah, you don't want to be here too long. This is why set pieces are so important because we've now faced three in a row, and actually they've, they've not been any good. They've not done. You know, they, they've not been good set pieces. But yeah, famous they, last words there, Gordon. No, yeah, no, but no, we, no, we no, don't no, want no, to keep no, testing no, no, ourselves. I, I'm talking about the last three, three, but it's allowed them to just win another one, if that mm. makes sense, and keep the pressure on them. Yeah, it's not good. That's not a, a situation you want to be in. Oh, it's a great touch. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. So. They can recycle it from here, so I think because it's gone through the house. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we've got a, a bit of defending to do because again, all the big men are in and it's in the back of the net. I'm uh, afraid it was the pressure it told in the end, and it's flicked beyond David Marshall. 41 minutes gone. We said the set pieces were going to be a threat, we said there was an aerial threat from the Czech Republic. It was wow. uh, the warning signs were there. We said that a build up of pressure, yeah, right? we said that you can defend them for so long, but they've got quality players, and when that ball comes in, they've got guys with good height. He goes and attacks it and gives the goalkeeper absolutely no chance. Yeah, you can't allow yourself a situation where you're defending cross after cross. I think it was about half a dozen crosses there. Our backline have had to defend, but I was worrying how even when these corners went through into the second phase that we were leaving ourselves two v one in the wide areas, mm -hmm. and of course. It pays off. It's a, a, it's a good ball, and, yeah, and shit there. Uh, you know, it's gone between the two centre backs, though. You know, it's it gets across the two. It gets across the two of them. Yeah. It's a brilliant header. Marshall, yeah. no chance. Absolutely, you know no what? Chance. The, you always look at what you can do. Of course, that is a very good header as well, Gary. Yeah, it's a fantastic header, and like Willow said, that the two v one O'Donnell didn't see it quick enough and went out too late. It's not actually a great cross. It's just chipped in, but. He does brilliant to win it and then direct it right in the corner. It's unsavable. Hugh, the psychology. How many t how many football matches have we watched? Terrible yeah. time to concede a goal, as they always say, just well, before half-time. Yeah, as I say, the, the, the enormity of the occasion uh, has had its effect on one or two players. And now they have to take on Going not some. only the enormity, but uh, disadvantage. But they're going... Going for broke before half time. Yeah, it's in the box. Lyndon Dykes is underneath it though. It was, it was just a high ball. He was never going to be able to get a, a header on target with that one. Um, it just, you know, it's so frustrating, Gordon, because you're looking. There's still time for us, but you're looking. Even if we'd gone in at half time level, fine. There's no problem with that. You say you've got a great chance through Andy Robertson. You regroup, and then you know if you need to, to bring Shea Adams on, you know you're, you're still level. Now we're chasing. What it does is it changes Steve Clark's half time team talk. He's going in there, you know, nil-nil, thinking three minutes to go before half-time. This has been good. This has been positive. We've created a few chances. Yes, we've brought a little bit of pressure on ourselves, but we've handled it. But that just changed it a little bit. Steve Clark will be now there thinking, right, OK, I've got to get these boys lifted again. They'll change one or two things just on the pitch mm. tactically, the way we're playing. Me personally, I'd like to see Dykes playing a little bit higher up the park. I really would. John McGinn was about to launch an attack. He got brought down by Suchek. Referee gave the free kick and decided not to book him, which is an interesting decision on his part. But we've got a minute or two left of the first half to see if we can get ourselves back into it. The one thing you would say, though, Hugh, the, the emotional roller coaster we had to go through to get here with penalties and all the rest yeah. of it. I know we said there's a nervousness and we've not been here, but this team's got character. Yeah, um, I'm quite sure though that Steve Clark will be contemplating personnel changes in the second half. Uh, we haven't got much out of Dykes and Christie. Maybe that's a, a situation that needs to be reviewed. But the, all all the, the strain is on the Scotland players. Of course it is, because of the enormity of the occasion, because they're a goal down. They are in 
territory that they've never known before because they've never been in a major final of a tournament before. So a lot of strain on them uh, and perhaps a, a personnel issue or two to be looked at. I mean, Ryan Christie does well there because he mm. takes the ball in from a throw and four Czech Republic jerseys round them. They're not making it easy for us at all. And then Liam Cooper tries to pick a pass uh, and it gets cut out. So difficult. They've worked, to, they've worked the game out, the Czechs. You've got to give them credit for that because we started very well. The one guy I'd like to see, and I think he's a very, very good player indeed and a dangerous player, I'd like to see more of Armstrong. I've not been really so quiet. Yeah, I've not touched so the ball, has it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've hardly seen him. Uh, do you know what? I, this becomes a bit of a cliche sometimes. I kind of forgot he was playing, actually, uh-huh. when you said his name there. Yeah, and he's a dangerous player, Gordon. But for some reason, we just don't seem to be getting him on. And that's where Steve Clark may at half time. Just well, that's a good pass from Armstrong, but it's a heavy touch from Ryan Christie. Yeah, but he's still got yeah, it. Yeah, so heavy that he runs onto it himself. Chips it into he's the box. Ball. Lyndon Dykes is under it, so is John McGinn. Here comes Scott McTominay trying to bulldoze his way through. Goes down in the box. Half-hearted claims. Move it wide. They're going to be waved away. Why is the ball not going out to Stephen O'Donnell? Ryan Christie fires. Are we going to end the half with a corner? No, it's kept in by the Czech Republic. It's got to go wide. It's got to go yeah, wide yeah. to O'Donnell yeah, there. Yeah, it's a decent opportunity for Scotland. Just need to move it quicker in that situation. Yeah, we're finishing the half strongly here. Scott McTominay bulldozed his way through. And by Hell the yeah. way, by the way, when we see that back, has Scott McTominay got a claim for a penalty? Is there a check on this? Yeah, That's got to be a penalty. I think he's taken the check and I think they've gone on with it. I think they've played on. Oh my goodness. I think he's checked, the check's decision. been and gone. Seen it Seriously? Given, eh? So there is VAR and someone looked at that again and then thought no. Did that, did, was there a check? Um, it didn't, didn't pop up on the screen. Well, the referee acknowledged as if there had been a yeah. check and he'd no, it's okay, play on. Right, half-time whistle goes at Hamden, an interesting end to the half. Let's cross over to the National Stadium, see if we've missed anything, get the eyewitness account from Alison Conroy. Half-time at Hamden, it is Scotland nil, Czech Republic 1. Scotland with it all to do in the second half of their opening group match at Euro 2020. David Marshall had the first save of the game and denied Patrick Schick an opener in the 16th minute, getting low to divert that one wide. And then just minutes later, Lyndon Dykes with a chance for Scotland, but his shot went just past the post from Andrew Robertson's cross. It was then Robertson who had a chance for Scotland, but his shot was pushed over the bar in the 32nd minute. Then it was a sucker punch in the 42nd minute. Schick heading past David Marshall from the cross to put the Czech Republic in front. Scotland did pile on the pressure before the end of the first half, and there were claims for a penalty when Scott McTominay was brought down in the box but the referee waved play on. So Scotland having spells looked good, they've had chances but all to do in the second half here at Hamden is Scotland nil, Czech Republic one. Come on, you all knew it was never going to be easy. 23 years away, it was never going to be straightforward. At halftime it's Scotland nil, Czech Republic one. We'll take a look back on the first half.